Welcome or welcome back to Prophetic Prayer Podcast. I am Kendra, your host, and today is February 8th, and we turn to Exodus in the Old Testament. And we are learning about how Moses' brother Aaron and his sons are being set apart from the rest of the people of Israel so that they may minister as high priests. And this is going into detail about what um, clothing is to be made so that they can go into the tabernacle and not die. <laughs> and what I'm gathering from this is they said it's a um, chess piece of judgment. And it reminded me of this crown that I was that was actually bought for me in Egypt and it had an amethyst that sat over my third eye and I was shown later that the reason why this was gifted to me was so that any of the the thoughts that I was sending out to create they went through this filter purifying it through the violet flame and and so that's what this reminded me of of having these specific gemstones to represent the 12 tribes of Israel and any judgment that the person the high priest was carrying it allowed it to be purified or consecrated so that they could walk into this holy place and not basically be burned up um, because they would perceive their own judgment about themselves and about where they came from and until we are completely purified we when that light of illumination comes it can burn us but when we are consecrated and we are pure and we are humble meek and mild innocent as children that is when we enter into the kingdom and we can fully receive and perceive it and that is why when jesus comes it is important for him to find no resonance within us and what this means is if you've ever had a relationship with someone who seems to trigger you bringing up all of your wounds all of those parts and pieces within you that don't get disturbed on a daily basis and we can often get upset when our our wounds are pulled on or our shadows are illuminated we can get upset and desire to hold on to those shadows and push the other person away because we think that it's them doing something to us and instead it's just that they hold this perfect vibrational resonance to illuminate that within us and it's when we get distracted and distorted and confused thinking that the other person is doing it to us that we start to fight one another and we continue perpetuating these 
toxic cycles of what has been done to us in the past and we just keep recreating those those traumatic stories so it's important for us to do our work to purify our mind body soul until that purification happens they are wearing these these holy garments that set them apart as holy to the lord and i think it's beautiful because they're talking about how the high priests were were chosen and really emphasizing that when you are serving the same lord together there's no competition i invite us all to look at how we we can say that we are we are walking with someone and we are or we are here to serve the lord but when we look at others and we get jealous or we feel competitive or we want to be the one standing instead of the one assisting in someone's ministry when it's your own walk with god and your own calling you won't feel that resonance within you that desire to stand as the leader if you're not the leader it's only when we are holding these wounds of desiring to be seen because we didn't feel seen or valued in our childhood and this makes us seek out the spotlight and that is why the majority of celebrities have so many interpersonal issues and issues with addiction it's because even though they are in the spotlight and they've gotten everything that they thought that they wanted there's still a gaping wound or a hole within them that nothing on the outside will ever fill when we get right with god and we get right with ourselves it allows us to naturally take our place within society and within ourselves and within our relationships without this this fighting or rebelling or desire for more than what is it's just this beautiful peace that comes i can remember not feeling worthy to stand as the leader that i am and every time jesus would tell me to take the next giant leap forward i would cry and go into basically like shame spirals of just clinging to others to try to find my my worth and it never worked most of the time it just got me rejected by people because that energy is gross it feels like slimy and and uh, clingy and just gross and it's also this this part within all of us that knows that we can never save anyone from themselves and it doesn't matter how how much we put somebody upon a pedestal if they don't see themselves they will always fall and so it's important for us to remember that god isn't measuring us in comparison to other people God is simply measuring us to ourselves. And this brings me to Matthew 
in the New Testament where Jesus is talking about when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon a glorious throne and all of the nations will gather in his presence and he will separate the people as shepherds separate the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. And what he is saying is that he is noticing the righteous who, when the Lord came and he was hungry, they fed him. When he was thirsty, they gave him something to drink. Or a stranger who showed hospitality or naked and gave him clothing. And they are all saying, but when did we see you hungry, you know, sick or naked? And he is saying, if you have helped any of your brothers and sisters in this way, that was you helping me. And then he turns to the ones that are on his left hand and he's saying, you turned me away. You cursed me when I was hungry, when I was naked, when I was sick, when I needed something. And he is saying that those who didn't see him in others and turned them away and only were thinking about themselves, they're going to be destined to spend eternity in hell, whereas the righteous will be destined to spend eternity in eternal life. Every single time that someone has come to me and asked me for assistance and there's been times when you know a homeless person has walked up to me in the middle of the night where where I didn't see them and I was at a gas station and I turned around frightened and I remember specifically this one time when I was on my way from Montana to Arizona and I remember being frightened and I had my daughter in the car and I looked into his eyes and I surrendered all my fear and all of my judgment. And he, he said something to me that was like exactly the message that I needed to hear in that moment, like I had been asking. And he answered. And in that moment, I saw Jesus in his eyes. I saw Christ. I asked him what he needed and he said that he was hungry and so I went back into the store and I bought him a sandwich and a drink and I gave it to him. I just remember this incredible peace that washed over me and I've, I've seen a lot of different situations where I've met angels undercover posed as homeless people. I can remember this one time I was in California with a woman that I was working with and we were walking out of the store around Christmas time and this little girl I had been connecting with in the store. When we walked out, she saw a homeless man and she got, had this like disgusted look on her face. And I went over and, and started talking to him. And I turned to the little girl and I, I told her to remember to see Christ in all and that Santa was watching. And I just remember her seeing me interact with this man and it 
shifted her perspective and I could see how it shifted all of the timelines and potentials that she had walking forward and it just planted a little seed. So this is what Jesus is talking about. It's one thing for us to act like we are holier than thou when someone is watching someone of like Jesus or you know a religious leader or somebody that we want to impress. We can act like we are the best person ever, but how do you act when no one's watching? How do you act when you're in fear? How do you act when you feel like you have nothing to give, when you're in lack? All of these things are what we are being asked to transcend out of, because when we are living from those limited perspectives, it doesn't allow for us to really truly be the presence of God walking here in the physical form. Jesus is preparing for crucifixion and this woman comes in with an alabaster jar and pours her perfume over Jesus's head because she knows that he is about to be crucified and so she is preparing his body for burial and the apostles are shaming her and shunning her the disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste of money, they said. You could have sold that for a high price and given it to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing for me? You will always have the poor amongst you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. I think it's interesting in this translation, they're not saying who this woman is because sometimes they say that it is a prostitute. Other times they say that it's Mary Magdalene. I remember a woman coming in with very long hair, her crying and pouring some oils onto Jesus' feet. While she is crying, she starts to wipe his feet off with her hair. And I remember knowing that the time was coming soon and going over to him and saying a prayer and placing oils on his head and them going to remove the woman who barged in and Jesus saying to leave her there because she knew what was going to happen and therefore she is close to God. And this brings me over to A Course in Miracles. My holiness is my salvation. Whenever we are, we are feeling unloving thoughts, uneasy or depression or anger, fear, attack, insecurity, this is taking away from our salvation by us surrendering these thoughts this is how we are saved so my unloving thoughts about my shortcomings are keeping me in hell my holiness is my salvation if guilt is hell what is the opposite innocence my holiness is my salvation from this i just love how 
all of these lessons are so synchronistic to the things that are happening in my life. Like I was, I was just talking to my roommate who makes jewelry and is a seamstress about creating crowns and wands and onks for us to take with us on our pilgrimage to Egypt in July. And we were talking about doing our training for priestess, a priestess training. And then I go to read about how they were making Aaron and his sons into high priests and these garments that they're wearing. But it wasn't about the garment. It was about them taking this oath or this honor to be disciples of God, to bring forth messages from God and to create this this sacred space and to wear these these holy clothing as honor, giving honor and reverence and praise to God. And then to go over to A Course in Miracles and have it be talking about surrendering all of these unloving thoughts. Well, I have recently just started working with this therapist that I called in after my last relationship, after I saw all of the, the shadows and the wounds that were still unhealed within me that got brought up and triggered within my last partnership. And so I called in this woman and she started working with me last week and basically she just downloads consciousness and us just speaking about what we are going to work on started to like undo all of these binds within my body and then the next day I went over to her house for a ceremony and I had a full rebirth and if you were looking from the outside in you would have thought that it was like an ayahuasca ceremony but it was just that my body was so ready to release it and my mother was even called up to come and trigger all of the somatic memories within my body and the woman told me that I was working with she said just let your mother trigger every single somatic memory within your body and then bring it to me and that's what we did and it was so amazing and incredible and the night before I was talking to a friend of mine and I said let all of the triggers come up let all of the insecurities come up because I'm ready to heal it now and I have the tools necessary and the people to help me I had reached out to my friends Amy and Carl who created Mind Flavors who I worked with last year and I was resistant I knew that their program worked but last year I was more resistant to it or I guess it was it was at the end of 2021, so it was almost two years ago. I knew that their program worked, but at that level of consciousness, I wasn't fully aware that I had things that I needed to work on. Like I knew I, I knew I still had healing, but I couldn't see myself. And so they took me through their program on lucrative sales success. And I was so resistant to going through their process. But right away, I started to see results. And actually, the first month that I worked with them, I saw my first $10,000 month in my business, which I hadn't even, that was like a dream I set years ago, but I didn't think that I would ever achieve it. And I did. 
And I was like, whoa, this is really, this is, this is really powerful. This is actually working. And so when these things got triggered within my previous partnership and just having a friendship with him brings up so much. And he was explaining to me that I go towards people who very blatantly reject me, like publicly defame me. And I still love those people and I go towards them continuously. But yet he was constantly trying to show me that he loved me, but I wouldn't even receive him because I had already told myself the story that I'd be rejected by him. And so what I realized is within my brain, the neural pathways that are the foundation of our relationships get set up with our mothers and fathers. And because my father wasn't in my life at all, there's no pathway there. And so my brain goes into thinking that if a man comes into my life, it's only for a temporary time because they'll eventually leave. Because this is just the way that my neurochemistry is set up. He was pointing out things to me in the way that I speak and how if he can't see me, I register that as he doesn't want to see me. And so when he held this mirror to me, it, it made me realize how many things that have been given to me that I've rejected, that I've wanted more than anything but I've rejected it because I simply didn't know how to receive it. And so with this awareness, I desired to heal it. And I knew that I needed to work with Amy and Carl to create the neuropathways and the neuroplasticity in order to recover from this, to really build a foundation that has a lasting effect that can actually give me a chance to have healthy relationships. And so as I saw my mother on Sunday, she was supposed to come with me to this ceremony, but then she got afraid and she didn't want to come. And so instead of going into my old pattern where I cling to her and I give my power away and I say, no, you need to come because I, I really need to heal this. Instead, I just took a breath and I walked into the other room and I said, God, if she's supposed to come for the highest and best, let her come. If I don't need her there in order to heal this within myself for our entire DNA lineage, then give everything to me right now from her so that I can take it upon myself to go heal it. And so we went to dinner and it felt like I was like a boiling pot of water. And as all of these triggers, she was just like, it was like one after another. And she was trying to reinforce this codependent pattern that she has with her husband. And as she was telling my friends, like, oh, I need to go because my husband needs me and he can't be away from me for very long. And she's used to people enabling her in that behavior. But no one was doing it. Instead, people kept reinstilling, you are sovereign. And it would be good for you to go to this ceremony. And this is why you were called out here. And just continually reinforcing that she is sovereign and she is holy and that she is powerful. She just didn't know what to grasp onto. And so right before I went to leave, 
she was showing me this text from her husband and she was like, see, see, he, he is wanting me to come home. And I just simply said, you are a powerful creator, mom. You are sending out a frequency and he's answering it. And she got so offended thinking that I was putting her down. And in that moment, I got to experience this pattern that I continued to do with my ex-partner. Every time he was trying to illuminate something within me, trying to call me forward, trying to get me to step more into my power, I was taking it as attack. I wasn't seeing that he was empowering me. I was taking it as he was attacking me because I had a distorted perception and I got to experience on the other side how unworkable that pattern is. It absolutely doesn't leave any room for anything to enter. And it sets you up to fight with anyone who is trying to assist you. And so I took all of it into myself and I said goodbye to my mother and I, I ran out to my car and got to the ceremony as soon as possible and literally felt like this boiling pot of water. And I had this incredible rebirth where Jesus became one with me and stepped into my body and placed my sacred heart into my chest. And I literally felt my chest expand. And this black tar-like stuff was coming out of my feet that was going back to the universal mother was pulling it out of the bottoms of my feet and it looked like the shedding of a snake skin that was like black and gooey and tar and I can't explain it other than I just feel like I'm here now like more of me is here without resistance or defense and it feels so incredibly glorious. I'm so incredibly grateful. And so I had reached out to my friends, Amy and Carl, and I didn't know if they had a process or a technology that could help with healing, abandonment, rejection, betrayal, these core wounds that I have had been struggling with and that had continued to mess up all of my closest relationships and so I reached out to them and I said I don't know if you have a process or if you can assist me in just writing these power declarations and maybe I could record my my own process or my my own technology with with your guys's method and they had been asking me for a while now when we would do sessions when I would read for them when they were supposed to launch this new this new program and I always wondered why they were asking me and it was because I was supposed to be in this program and so I got to be the first person to experience this new technology that they are launching on the 20th and we started with the power declarations of like really uprooting everything that was in my subconscious mind, like all of these unloving thoughts, words, beliefs, 
and then alchemizing them for the opposite. And it's so crazy because we did this yesterday and then today the Course in Miracles lesson is exactly this. And as I wrote the power declarations and went over it with them, and we ripped up the old beliefs and thoughts, and I had to take a break and I was going to lunch with a new friend. And one of the declarations that I wrote was that I communicate effectively in a way that everyone understands. So I'm able to share my message and my truth in a way that is harmonious with everyone that I'm connecting with. And one of the first things that my new friend said to me at lunch when I was explaining to her that what she was saying and what she experienced early on in childhood is that she's a shadow eater. And I explained what that meant. And she said, thank you for communicating in this way that I understand you completely. And I just was so blown away that just in going in this direction and taking those, those steps, those initial steps to rewrite these thoughts and beliefs, I was already seeing it manifest. And she was saying things like, you are so powerful and I see who you are and you're going to be a world leader and I already know it. And, and then my previous partner sent me a message thanking me for being an example of beautiful receptivity. And then I had a client say, what could they bring me as a gift when they come back from overseas? And I'm so in reception to all of the gifts that were bestowed upon me as I am so willing to heal all of these all of these many wounds that don't just exist within me, but it is the initial fragmentation within our human collective consciousness to feel that sense of rejection. And that is when we split ourselves into two, into the part that got rejected and the part that we think will get us love. Because we are relationally dependent beings. We are a tribal species and our survival is set up on people loving us. And so we will do anything and everything in order to receive that love. Forgetting that we are love and that we don't need to do anything in order to receive love. And if somebody doesn't understand us, that has nothing to do with us. It's important that we just love ourselves enough and walk in that divine alignment Focusing on God and therefore not getting distracted when people don't understand who we are. We can stand in our power anyways without resistance or fighting because when you know who you are, you don't need to fight for it. And I came home and worked with Amy and Carl again and they showed me the tech, new technology and I went to sleep and I felt like every unprocessed issue was brought up in dream time and processed and I woke up this morning 
to people I haven't talked to in a while, but that showed up in my dreams that had a completely different tone with me. I'm just so grateful and thankful to myself for having eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to know and that I didn't stay stuck in those patterns and that I had the bravery to look at myself and not just blame my previous partner because he was illuminating all of these things that I'd been carrying for lifetimes that were painful. But it's so easy for us to point the fingers when it's our primary partners that stir up all of those wounds within us because our brain just use, uses the same neural pathways that it used with our mother and father, with our primary partners. And so anything that was unresolved within our, our families is going to come up in our primary partnerships. And so that's why it can feel like when we're first starting out dating, that we're dating our mother or father. And then we become the mother-father and we show up in partnership as equals. And that's a pretty beautiful place to be in. And so I just wanted to share that with all of you. And if you guys are interested in joining this this program that I am in with Mind Flavors, you can send me an email at info at KendraDivinePurposeMentor.com and just put in the subject Mind Flavors. And Jesus says, I am above all things, your problems, your pain, and the swirling events in this ever-changing world. When you behold my face, you rise above the circumstances and rest with me in the heavenly realms. This is the way of peace, living in the light of my presence. I guarantee that you will always have problems in your life but they must not become your focus. <laughs> when you feel yourself sinking in the seas of your circumstances, say, help me, Jesus, and I will draw you back to me. If you have to say that a thousand times daily, don't be discouraged. I know your weakness and I meet you in that very place. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> and he did it again. He always, he always shows up to confirm that he is with us, walking in step. We just have to know where to focus our attention and where to keep our eyes. This is Kendra, and you can find me at KendraDivinePurposeMentor.com. Have a good day.